0: um first of all welcome back to soul back this is the r&b podcast here kyle back with ed tom is missing an action because it is super duper early and uh i think as a father you don't get a lot of sleep especially with a newborn
1: i don't think so i spent the last week week and a half in vegas visiting my new niece she's like hmm. five months old my brother-in-law has not slept in five months. So I can understand my boy Tom going through it. So shout out to my boy. He's missed. Maybe, unless you say something dumb, then he's
0: not missed. <laughs> uh, I haven't really been sleeping either, but for other reasons, Ed, I got a PS5.
1: Oh, player, yes, I heard the news that you got yes.
0: the PS5. Yes. So what did you get? What games did you get? So it came with Ratchet & Clank. Let me tell you this Ratchet & Clank story before uh, we get into R&B. Okay, it, it comes with that game. I don't want that game. But the problem is, it's part of the bundle. And I got impatient. So I bought the bundle. So I've been having like the hardest time trying to sell that game. I cannot do it. I'm on I like,
1: it was a good game. though. it's not good.
0: I'm sure it's good. but It's a single player game. And it's there's no online capability. So I'm like, uh. what am I going to do with this? So I've been trying to sell it on a uh, Facebook market. Couldn't do it until recently someone offered an extra controller a brand new controller for that game now i don't know if it's a good deal or not but the way i see it a controller's value doesn't go down a video game might go down
1: let me tell you as someone who bought an extra ps5 controller and it costs either the same amount or more than a regular game yeah the controller
0: there you go genius uh (laughs) uh, but ed we have a lot to talk about in r&b this week Yep. Uh, we'll start off quickly here saying R.I.P. to Andrea Martin. Oh, my
1: gosh. Yeah. Prolific, um,
0: prolific songwriter. Uh, well, yeah. So many great songs from Before You Walk Out of My Life, Monica, I Love Me Some Him, Tony Braxton. Even recently, in the last 10 years, It Kills Me, Melanie, Fiona. There's it, a lot of a lot of great songs here
1: you talk about it kills me she's really one of those unsung songwriters and i talk all the time for those who know your boy soulandstereo.com especially the soul and stereo cipher on facebook go hang out with us there got to get that plug in every time i go out of town it's called the vacation curse because Mm. when i go out of town we lose somebody and unfortunately we lost her last time i went out of town it was my man omar from the wire it's ridiculous but She is the pen behind so many of my favorite songs, one of my favorite Silk songs. You mentioned Monica, you mentioned Tony. In Vogue, Don't Let Go. I'm telling you, so many songs that y'all love. She is the architect. And I hate that we're losing so many great prolific behind the scenes contributors at a young age. Like real talk, she's not that much older than me. So this is something that hits my mortality and it's a big big blow to R&B. She had a lot more to give. As you said that those Melanie and Fiona songs were not old. We're talking about stuff that was in the past decade.
0: So she was still contributing, still doing a lot and I really hate that we lost her. Absolutely. And that Angie Stone record, Wish I Didn't Miss You. Yes, Claire.
1: I'm oh. telling you, some of my favorite songs of all time were credited to her.
0: And I didn't realize Breathe by Blue Cantrell and Sean Paul, that was her as well. That was her as
1: well. My old
0: friend blue even had a a track off of that. So
1: again, man, I really want, we talk a lot about versus and I know versus has evolved to like the big stars and this and that and people beefing on Twitter. I want Versus to go back and celebrate the songwriters because we got to get these folks. I know you get tired of the phrase, I get tired of the phrase, giving flowers. (laughs) But there are so many, y'all, that have contributed to so much that we love to get, never get any recognition. And I would love for Versus to shout out those songwriters that you don't even know, but they got hits on their resume.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at her resume right now and like, you know, we obviously talk a lot about our favorite producers and songwriters and, most times than not, it's the male producers and songwriters. And, you know, I don't think it's a fault to us. It's just the industry and how it's set up. The males get more opportunities, but some of these females, like we talk about Missy a lot. We talk about Candy, we talk about Carrie Hilson, but Andrea Martin is up there as well. So you definitely have to recognize what she's done. Um, definitely a big loss to the industry and, uh, you know, I think what we can do is celebrate her by listening to all this great music that she's put out because she has solo material as well.
1: Yes. And I mean, unfortunately, we live in a world that I mean, we don't even have to go into details where the male experience is elevated and the women's experience is not. But don't we can't discount the credit that they've done. And even the women that you name, I'm Mm -hmm. putting Andrea near the top of that list. If you want to be real, she's near the top because of her prolific pen and to your point she's an artist in herself that didn't get the credit that she deserved but so so much has she has done to the credit of r&b man we got to do more to show these these i mean architects and geniuses some love they deserve it
0: so r.i.p to andrea martin now ed i want to quickly switch gears here silk sonic yes my boys the last time we had a conversation we had a bet going on on who would drop the album first silk sonic or usher And, uh, you know, we thought about COVID as a factor as to why people aren't dropping albums right now, and it makes sense, Uh, the Delta variant is still raging on, but Silk Sonic recently announced they're dropping that album in November, that's like next month, one month from today, and wow, like everyone thought it was coming in 2022, I think it even came out of their mouth
1: yeah they said that it was coming in january 2022 and people have asked well what happened this is just your boy speculating so don't yep. throw me up on box up and say that i said this but this is what i'm speculating mm-hmm. i really think that this rollout they wanted to go old school they had the massive first single and i think they wanted to build kind of interest over time to a fever pitch as we saw in the glory days we can see from this project that is inspired by a previous generation I think that's where they wanted to go. I think the plan was to drop um, the big single, leave the door open, then we drop "Skate," and then by the time we get to January, everybody's going crazy. You drop the album, and boom! Right in time for a spring tour, we'll be ready to go. No more COVID, yay! But I think what happened is that "Skate" just didn't pop as well as it should have. And it's not a bad song at no. all. It's a good song. It's just it wasn't leave the door open level. So since it didn't pop, I think they were kind of like, yeah, let's just put the album out. It's done. I never bought the whole, oh, we're still working on the album. Like, that album's been done.
0: So (laughs) I
1: think they just decided to just roll with it. And as a fan, gimme, gimme, gimme. So it's all good.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to do after the release of Skate. Again, not a bad song, but that momentum, I think, had definitely slowed down after that song came out and it didn't take off, like, leave the door open. Uh, I mean, Bruno Mars is going to get the opportunities uh, just because he's a superstar, but the rollout for this is definitely interesting. I think the music's gonna be fine. Uh, both are talented. The vibe that they're going with is definitely one that I think we both like. It's interesting though, Ed I've seen tweets where people have these like conspiracy theories that Silk Sonic was probably originally just as uh, you know, it, it was created as a joke. Bruno were like, and Sokol, uh, and Anderson like, let's just put this song together and see what happens. And then when it worked, they're like, crap, now we got to make an album together.
1: No, <laughs> do you I, buy
0: that theory? <laughs> I don't know if I buy that theory.
1: I mean, who <laughs> knows? Who? I wasn't there with them. I don't know. But I do think, because remember, they not only came out with a song, but they came out with the Bootsy Collins intro. So yes. if they were trolling, this was like big con job. So I don't buy that. I think that's just Twitter the gadgeting as they always do. But regardless of how it started, I think the end product is going to be good. It has mm-hmm. been stated we're only going to get nine songs here, And yes. I know I know the playlist generation is going to throw their draws in the air because they cannot create. How am I going to make a playlist when you only give me nine songs? That's because it ain't a playlist. Yes. This is going to be an album. This is going to be the best of your best. I say it in my reviews, give me your best. Don't give me your everything, give me your best. So this is what we're gonna get. It has the possibility to be a really big deal. Yes.
0: You know, it's interesting now listening to all these albums coming that have a retro sound to it. And because R&B is kind of different now where we don't hear the emoting, the feeling that, that we used to in albums, when I listen to like Silk Sonic Bruno's last album and I'm on, I want I want to shout out this album to the Shindellas album which has a, which has a throwback retro feel to it as well.
1: We're going to get on my girl's very soon but go well, ahead.
0: Well, I was going to ask how do you even capture that feeling on a record cuz like like I tried listening to the Shindellas album and I was trying to pinpoint like where are they getting this feeling from that when I listen to it it takes me back to The good days in R&B, like, is it the way that they're singing? Is it the the production? Like, what's the science to it? Because some of those Shandella records are crazy. And, like, it immediately took me back. And it it might be the harmonies. That might be what it is. But it, like, took me back to, like, man, this is when R&B was good. Good.
1: It is everything you mentioned. It is the harmonies. It is the writing. It is the production it is. And I talked about this in my Shindellas review. Go check that out. mean, we, we haven't podcasted in a long time. I haven't talked about a Shindellas review. Yeah. But when you look at everything that is think of all the great R&B albums that we've talked about in the past 15 years or so, they all have similarities. And one of them, strong songwriting that connects to everybody, not just one segment, not just like Oh, if you're on Twitter, you get it. Like everybody can understand because they're universal feelings. You talk about the production, lush, whether it's the production, not even has to be lush, but it has to match the message of the song. It ain't just a trap beat because we all doing trap beats. Hmm. It matches whatever the story of the song is that goes along with it. it. Ties to the writing, strong, creative writing. I'm not talking about these little IG statuses that they all are making songs or just rambles like that's not good writing. And then the performances, that's what does it. You layer those harmonies, those three stacks that my girl Cinderella's do or mm-hmm. the passion that you hear from Bruno. Like you hear them because they're singing from a place. They aren't just. Let me read these lines off my phone and just read them. in. It. Like, that's not the passion. This is a problem I have with hip hop, too. You, kept, Your performance has to match the story of the song. And I feel like that is the message that you get from the classics. It's not about sounding old or having a beat that sounds like it's from 1960, but it's using the elements that made those songs great in 2021 to make good music. It can be done.
0: Yeah, and I think the Shindellas did that. And you know what's cool about the Shindellas album? And I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing with Bruno. All their songs are over three minutes long, which doesn't seem like it should be a issue. But like every song now is like two minutes and 37 seconds. If that, it's, like, it's gotten down to like a minute and 59, Ed. Yes,
1: and it doesn't <laughs> have time to breathe. And again, we're training. There will be people listening that will be yelling in my inbox. E.T. Yes. E. onto on Twitter, go yell at me there, leave Kyle alone. Mm-hmm. But what the issue is, we're training a generation to say it doesn't matter. Like, you know, the McDonald's version of these songs is fine dining. It's okay, yeah. but it's not fine dining. When you have a, there's a Shandella song that's like seven minutes. And yep. I'm not saying every song needs to be seven minutes, but you build, like, you start at something you build to a crescendo and then you emote it's like the if you're in the marvel the end game movie that movie was like what three three and a half hours or something it had yeah. to be that long because that was the story they told if it was 90 minutes i got you this
0: idea
1: it sounds minutes.
0: kind of dark but you but uh hear me out like, here Without you the violence, uh, Squid Game is, uh, a though, The Squid Game is that you, you have emote. to make a song longer like the, than three minutes. If you're in the Marvel, or... the
1: in-game movie, that movie was like, what, three, <laughs> three and a half hours ago? <laughs> well, let's let's that. make that happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the, um yeah. the doll baby lady. Where's the, the baby minutes. with the eyes? Yeah. Like, oh, yes. If your song is yep. less than it's three life. minutes, we shoot you
0: up. Yes. Ed, I got But you know what I want to see? I want to see someone sample the Squid Game theme song. That song is scary. Squid Game the Squid
1: Game is powers? that you have to make a random
0: feedback. You do you hear that? Or else you're. Uh, <laughs> you know, Let's make that happen. Ha-
1: Get the, um, the doll baby lady. Where's the, the baby with.
0: Do you still hear it? Nope. Okay. I think we're good. Okay. All right. Yeah, now, was- what were you
1: saying about Squid Game Lady?
0: Yeah. I'll, no, I was going to say, someone needs to sample the theme song of that. It's scary as hell.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. We need somebody <laughs> to flip that. It's Halloween, so let's yes. flip the thing. That, that yes. I know people are like, oh, I'm tired of hearing about Squid Game. We're trying to get Tom to watch it, but he doesn't watch anything but Braves game, so that you ain't know. gonna work. You know. But player, watch that because you will be creaked out. Did you ever finish it? Oh yeah, I finished it yesterday. Oh Yeah. That bridge, that glass bridge, I won't spoil it, but
0: oh my that God. had yeah.
1: my I was sweating bullets dog. Yeah. Sweating
0: bullets. Yeah. I don't know how they come up with that stuff, but that's to that conversation about samples here. Well, first of all, I need someone to do the squid squid game sample, but uh, I want to <laughs> oh, I, I want to talk about samples in R&B because it's becoming more uh, more relevant to us because a lot of our favorite songs are being sampled from that like late '90s, early 2000s. And I must say, even though I'm not opposed to sampling, I don't want that to be the message that comes across. A lot of these samples are really, it doesn't sit easy with me, maybe because I'm so familiar with the songs, but I think even the way that they're sampling it, like they're trying to make a copy of the original as opposed to creating a new song with the sample being, you know, part of it. Uh, I think a song that does a really good job of the sample is on the 7th Streeter album, the song Taboo, which samples mm. Alexander O'Neill. So Ed, using that song as an example versus some of the songs that we're hearing that are samples from older songs and they sound like clones, what is the difference here?
1: See, I'm glad you brought this up. I mentioned this on social media and people are like being all like, oh no, what song are you, who's he dissing, name names. I'm like, no yeah. play, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> really throwing shots like that. Here's the issue, and you pointed it out well. I am never going to diss Sample. Ever, ever, ever. And it is ironic to me that we have become a generation that suddenly we're seeing pushback against Sample. Because I'm old enough to remember, dog, when our parents were pissed off where Puff started snatching samples when Lauryn Hill was doing Roberta flat, That's different. That's a cover. So make sure we have different names for different things. But... Yes, there was definitely a generation in the 90s where our parents was like, they just staking our hits. Mm -hmm. So we're getting to the point. I remember, um, it may have been you I was talking to, when 2 Chainz sampled A. Marie, and it was like, wait a minute now, that song is too new. And I'm like, well, play that song 20 years old. It's it's very game. I remember when Mary sampled Lil' Kim, and that song wasn't a year old. When she sampled Mm -hmm. I Can Love You, that wasn't even a year old. But... That was a creative sample. Going back to your point about Seven is that she was able to take a classic song, use the production, flip it and tell a new story with it. So it's familiar, but it's not copy paste. That post that I did recently, I guess it was yesterday by the time this um, post, is that I am saying the difference between a good sample and a bad sample. Check out Lucky Day's song. I'm blanking on the name. The one with the half crazy beat. Over. Over. That is a good sample because it's a familiar beat. It's slowed down. It's used differently. He's not singing crazy half. Like he didn't Mm -hmm. take everything music did and copy paste it. However, Derry's in the chat. Derry, tell me, what is the name of this little girl that like has this song with Nicki Minaj and it's basically Bad Boys For Life. It's basically the exact same song. Oh,
0: I don't that,
1: Yeah, That is a terrible sample because it's not even a sample. Like, it's, you are just basically making your own shower karaoke over a beat. That is mm. horribly lazy because the beat's the same, the lyrics are the same. It's a horribly lazy interpolation. Like, that is the problem with it. So you can sample it. It's cool. Take a beat, take one that's familiar, make a new, hey, put a new spin on it, you know it's a hit because yep. it was already a hit. So you can make it another hit. But if you have no creativity, you're whacked. That's the difference.
0: Ed, I'm going to quickly take a look at who produced this song. I have a strange feeling it's probably Hitmaker. I'm no, a... oh, boy. Yo, boy. Young Berg. No, huh. I'm taking a look here. Okay, it's not Hitmaker. Okay, I think we are good then. <laughs> I think we're good. Hitmaker is 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 cleared from all of this.
1: He's off the hook for now.
0: Yes. But yes, that's another person that's
1: on my list. Look, man, I have again, sampling is fine. The, half these albums on this wall has a bunch of samples and I love them. But the ones that were and, and to be to be to be fair. But they're the best ones. The ones that work the best are the ones that take an existing property, do something new with it. Without stomping all over the original, you're gonna yes. do it. Just don't copy
0: paste. Yes, uh, I'm taking a look to see who produced this. Uh, a guy by the name of Loose Change. Fifty Cent produced this. Oh God, Loose <laughs> Change.
1: <laughs> this sounds like his
0: production,
1: his oh production man.
0: studio. Oh man! Shout outs to Jaw Rule who absolutely killed it in verses.
1: Oh my God! I knew we were gonna get to this. Well, shout out to Jaw, Jaw.
0: Just as I suspected it.
1: Well, here's the thing, and I had, and y'all were mad at me about this, but when is your boy ever wrong? Almost never. Because when this versus came out, I said it was horrible. Not because I don't love Fat Joe, not because I don't like Jaw. I do like Jaw, I just like to give you a hard time about him. Mm. But it doesn't fit. It's not a good fit. You cannot be having those sappy, goofy JLo songs versus Fat Joe and Big Pun talking about they're gonna shoot up everybody. Like that's that does not fit. That's not a versus. And then Fat Joe was cheating. He was putting songs up there that was I was like, you were not on still not a player. Indeed. Talking about
0: he executive produced it.
1: You held the <laughs> umbrella in the video. That's all you did. That should not count.
0: Yeah. Uh one interesting that came that that came up during that uh I think they did an interview after and Josh ja said him and Fat Joe had a conversation before versus and they asked each other, are you going to play your R Kelly record? And mm-hmm. they, I didn't hear about this. And they both said, no, I think from Jaws' standpoint was he had enough hits to not have to play that record. And that's maybe where Fat Joe kind of like stumbled. Cause hence why he started playing songs that weren't even his. But with that, as well as the news of R Kelly being sentenced to, I don't know what the sentence is yet, but he's been convicted. and uh, You won't be be, sentenced till next year. It's going to be tough for Kells. And uh, I listened to, actually, we're not even allowed to say his name. The Prince of Darkness, I'm sorry. I got to get into character. (laughs) Uh, Hotel by Cassidy came on like a couple of days ago. And I'm like, man, this guy's catalog is about to get erased. Maybe not officially, even though YouTube has like started taking down his stuff. But this man's legacy is about to like vanish really quickly here.
1: Well, here's the thing it was already on borrowed time. Yeah. <sighs> Kyle, should I do it? Should I do it? I think I'll do it. Yeah. The following statements <laughs> will be made by Edward T. Bowser of com. Do not reflect the statements of Kyle of You Know I Got Soul. Yes. So listen to your boy as I go in. And y'all gonna be mad, but I don't care. This R. Helen band, I will use his name for this, because I'm gonna stumble and do it anyway. Mm. There are CDs on this wall from that I got the day they released. And you know what? At the time, I liked them. There will, I will probably never open those CDs ever again, because I just can't. And that is a personal decision that I've made. So YouTube has decided to start taking down the playlists with R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I stand by that because that's YouTube. They can do whatever they want. Yep. They can take down their playlists. Where I hesitate is the conversation that every song he's ever made should be removed from every streaming platform. I and I'm not saying that it shouldn't be done but it raises my eyebrow. And I've talked about this before because we're going to have a nuanced conversation here today. We're going to be nuanced. Yes. So listen to me before you start taking my stuff out of context. Mm. I hesitate with that because when you start making arbitrary rules, you have to wonder where the line is. So, yes, any YouTube arcade of the playlist, eh, take that mess down. I don't know about any of that. If you want to make a playlist, make your own playlist. But if we start doing that, why are we doing that well it's because he's been convicted of a crime okay how many of y'all faves have been convicted of crimes sex crimes murder Mm -hmm. if we start doing that what's the line and that's what i worry about with this so allies i don't ever care to hear anything i'm not i don't want to hear oh he's defending i ain't defending nobody Mm. i'm not defending any of that but we need to be careful because a lot of y'all faves that y'all running around here now, The baby out here <laughs> got literal bodies on them, and their stuff stands. So if we start picking and choosing, it's going to get very weird. With R. Kelly, are we going to take away the stuff that he wrote? Are we going to take away the stuff he produced? Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, yeah, I don't care about stuff in the name of love. When y'all start messing with them Aaliyah songs that just came back on streaming, Uh, You might get a little weird when Michael and Janet have to go in the closet. So, oh, no pun intended with that. But I just want to, when it comes to this censorship conversation, I still say that it should be a personal choice. I do not think any company should be creating anything that celebrates his music. I don't think we should be creating any R. Kelly playlist courtesy of title. Absolutely not. Do I think everything he has done should be erased from ever existing? I don't know. But I do think that it's important for the listener to say, I'm not going to do this. And the other thing is, do not use your fandom to take away from the pain of the women that were experiencing what he put them through. Because I see some of y'all on my IG and I love you, but it's trash. I don't want to hear any, oh, I don't care what he did, I love that song. Well, then you're a problem. Because <laughs> if you don't care what he did because of a song, you're putting your love of a song over the life of a human being. That's garbage. But to my point, I feel like it should be a personal decision before we start snatching everything down. Because if we snatching down everything from everybody that's ever done a crime, I hope you like listening to Yolanda Adams, because that's the only thing that's going to be on any streaming service. Mm
0: yeah well said and the thing is there's reports that r kelly is going to be snitching and telling on everybody that has been involved in this type of stuff and not going to get into right, people's, please. i'm not going to get into people's business but i am certain that there are other people involved maybe not to the extreme of of, uh, of r kelly because he is the prince of darkness but there are other people that probably have similar situations and like you said ed it's a tough thing to do it has to be black and white here if you're going to be canceling people and taking out their music and by the end of it yeah it's just going to be alanda adams and so i propose to you this this is probably a better way for youtube and all these other platforms to handle this cancellation how about we just cancel the bad songs like can snake go i don't yes
1: that's what i'm saying can we cancel the trash can we
0: cancel that bad boys for life song that i just
1: heard (laughs) take it out of here all
0: right i'm going to give you a couple here is Toya thong gone Gone out of here. Fiesta. that's song. That's not even a song. <laughs> that's just like a sound effect. No. Fiesta.
1: Bye. Fiesta. I. I never liked Fiesta. Get no. it out of here. Y'all okay. gonna be
0: mad, but I never liked it. Okay. Bye. So there you go. We'll just get rid of those three. And then
1: yes, get burn them. And there's some more too. Like was the song when he was talking about having sex in the zoo. That song can go. Yes. Man. No. <laughs> and people wonder why i could not see any of this happening the man saw him not having sex at the zoo like you didn't know something was weird yeah weird stuff going on we ignored
0: uh yeah <laughs> uh but ed thankf- thankfully we have anthony hamilton to save us D- can we talk about his cover of superstar with jennifer hudson we can wow. talk all day about this
1: man listen not that long ago on soul y'all know i love ranking albums and i ranked his discography and Part of me wish that I had waited to hear this mm-hmm. because sort of like to me is Love Life album, an album released very late in in their career, their 20 year career. Mm-hmm. This is one of his best albums ever. Like yeah. it would probably be number two or three on that list. It is great. That Jennifer Hudson collabo, that superstar duet. Yes. Fantastic. It doesn't have the big, the big Charlene, the big hit. It doesn't have that,
0: but just front to back. I think it's a great album one of the best of the year in my opinion yeah because like the jermaine dupree records are great and then he also had one with little john which is kind of random but you kind of think back to their history they were both signed to so so deaf so it makes sense but even you like that little john song
1: i couldn't believe it because i saw the track list and i'm like why is so i got distracted um your boy theo talking about that raggedy black panties album but (laughs) player. It's like I saw that and I was like, why is Lil John? I do not want to hear him yeah and all over an Anthony Hamilton song. Yes. But it works and it's almost a trap beat and this is why I've said before that I have no beats. I don't have beef with trap beats. I mm-hmm. have beats with y'all pretending to be rappers on trap beats. and the Hamilton doing Anthony Hamilton. The beat is just what it is. Lil John being weird but it all comes together. He's not yes. trying to rap his song. It works again. Great album, y'all. Check it out if you haven't already.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I've heard some comments about Anthony Hamilton's voice changing, or it's different this yes. time around. Um, I think that has to do with like age. I think your voice just matures over time, changes over time. So uh, it's just something we have to get used to. Like if you listen to a Mary J. record today versus from '94, it's going to sound different. So he still sounds music. He still sounds like he can sing. So that's good enough for me. The me too i remember hearing him on that
1: song with rick james we put it on our um countdown of yeah. best songs
0: a year or two ago
1: and i didn't even know it was him because he sounded so different but yep. your voice changes over time and his voice changed so but he still sounds good so yes. again i'm not comparing him
0: to what he used to sound like i'm comparing him to what he sounds like today
1: sound pretty good today to me
0: yes absolutely Uh, I'm gonna bring up these albums as well, and just give me your quick two cents on it here. So we have JoJo's album. It's really an EP album project. Yeah. What what the hell is it what is a project album EP? Like, how do you distinguish the three now, Ed?
1: Play. I don't know if it's a playlist (laughs) mixtape. What the thing is, but the but this is a good project. It's relatively short. I looked at the track list, and someone said it was like twelve tracks, but. There's a bunch of interludes in there. Yes. But man, there's some good songs in there. JoJo is one of those underrated talents that just rarely disappoints. This one was solid. Yes. Uh, uh, Stokely. Stokely. Now, I'm a big Stokely fan, as many people know. Big fan of him personally and professionally. Personally, I thought this was good. Yes. I've seen some kind of differing opinions on it. Some people love it. Some people thought it was okay. I didn't think it was as great as his last solo project, but it's not bad at all. It's got some great songs. It's pretty cohesive throughout. There are a few spots that don't quite measure up. So it's a worthy listen. It's worth a listen. Not my favorite
0: of the year, but definitely not a bad release. Absolutely. Uh, Eric Bellinger. I know we have some Eric Bellinger. I'll say this about this album. The features on this album, he he brought it. I think Seven's on the album, Brandy's on the album, T.J. Moses is on the album, and Eric's been. He doing got it. everybody on this joint. Eric's been doing this for quite some time, and like I can't think of many artists that have put out the volume that he has. He's. It seems like he has an album out every year.
1: Yes, it does, and yes, his fan base always reminds us that he has an album out. Look, this one is one that has, to me, it's a lot of potential. Lots of great features. I saw what he was trying to do, but the argument I have with it is that some of that trendiness is unnecessary. Some of the vocal effects, not necessary. If he had pulled back on that, it would probably be up a little bit higher on my list. But if you're a fan of those features that you mentioned, the Tidra's and the Brandy's and all of those, you're like, oh, I got to check
0: them out. There'll be a song here or there for you. But the album
1: could have been a little bit higher if he pulled back on some of those
0: sentences. Yeah. Uh, and then we have nail Ed. I'll say this about nail cause this is her third album. And I remember when her first album dropped and I was like, this chick is going to be something like she's yeah. from the UK. I love the album. We're on album three now. And it seems like even it, when it's like, even in album two, it felt like the, the albums would just come out and then they would just vanish.
1: Yeah. It's weird because I, yeah. she's very talented. I like her song. I haven't heard of this album yet. This is back yeah.
0: when I was in Vegas playing
1: with babies, but. The thing is is that they're solid. She's got a lot of potential, but I feel like nothing ever gets momentum behind the song. So yeah. it drops Twitter is like, "Oh, new song." And then we don't talk about it 2 mm. days later. And that's kind of a shame. I'll check this one out. I'm hearing good things, and she yeah. rarely disappoints. So this will probably be another good
0: one. Yeah. So You know, there's a lot that's going to uh come soon as well silk sonic of course being one monica's mm-hmm. album is supposed to come out soon she says it's done
1: she's been saying that for two years <laughs> monica where the album at we waiting come on
0: and then we have uh mary j blige announced a new album too
1: yes mary j and we also heard that mary eminem dr dre yes and Snoop will be performing at the freaking Super Bowl. So when she released, when she announced that album, I was like, "Huh, that came out of nowhere." It yeah. we won out of nowhere because like a few days later, she announced that Super Bowl thing. So, she know what she's doing. What? And Mary's another one. You don't really have too many bad albums in her catalog.
0: What song or songs will Mary be be performing at the Super Bowl? Cuz I think this is I want to say this is primarily a Dr. Dre spearheaded super bowl performance i yes. i think i think it pretty be, apparent because when you look at all the artists they're somehow tied to dr dre in some way will mary j be allowed to perform more than just family affair
1: of course she'll perform more than that but she's we're gonna hear family affair there will be hateration and holleration. yeah at the super bowl dance to read that is no question but i'm sure we'll hear real love we'll hear i mean we won't be hearing like my life like they're not gonna have him depressing standing in the rain but we'll hear that i don't know if we hear anything like i can love you but definitely real love and maybe have maybe be happy i don't know but it will be the more up-tempo joints for sure oh and just fine no more drama probably that's another one that probably will make the cut
0: yeah well the only reason why i ask is with all those headlining acts there's so many of them like snoop could go 10 deep M yeah. can go. M can go like 15 if he really wanted to. Uh, Kendrick has a couple of big smashes as well. So it will be interesting to see how they fit this all into what like 14 minutes. Isn't that normally how long it is? Usually, and I think everybody'll get a
1: song or two. And then yeah. right, because honestly, most it's not like Dre's gonna do anything. So like he's just gonna be on everybody's stuff. So it'll work. I think it'll be 15, 20 minutes. I just can't believe for those of you who were born in 2006, I know this isn't a big deal. But for a brother who was literally born when hip hop was born to see it get to the level of the Super Bowl, it's still mind blowing. to me. I would have never thought because I remember when everybody said this is just a fad
0: thing that we'll just get over. It'll just be a fashion thing. Yeah. And now
1: it's at the freaking Super Bowl. It's a pretty big deal, y'all.
0: And then in about 20 years, we'll have the baby, little baby. All the babies will be joining in together for the Super Bowl. You just watch it. The
1: ones, the babies that aren't in
0: jail or canceled. Yes, they will be at the Super Bowl. So we'll, we'll just have Birdman.
1: <laughs> no, he'll be
0: canceled or in jail for oh, sure. Man. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Ed, what I want to do right now, and you've seen it on my Instagram. I've been asking people about their favorite songs from artists, a series of questions, if you will. Yes, I love this. Yes, I love it. So I'm going to ask you, let's just do three. Maybe we can do five. We'll see. We'll see what the right answer is. All here. Right. <laughs> right answer. Oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long you take with these things. So we'll have to do this. I'll have uh, to do it off top, so it might not be the most like accurate answer, but we'll just roll through it. Yes. Well, before we do that, um, can we talk about what drew hill had for lunch the other day i think nokia and oh play. yes 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 the chicken intermission yes please, please yes.
1: explain to folks what this thing was was so it the, black i can't remember who it, it was, was that
0: so it was black um from playa from drew hill he took a picture of what he was having for lunch and he said it was a cheat meal and man it was a cheat meal ed it was, it was a cheap
1: meal it was a good It was a cheap
0: buffet it was like two it was two burgers but like the size of those patties, like you couldn't even like fit that whole thing in your mouth. So for those watching, this is what <laughs> the hamburger looked like. It was this high. Yes. How is like
1: how uh, uh how do you eat this? Yeah. like what? With a side of fries. Yes, and he had the well, the fries. Oh, I don't need that. Would just be garnish. That would be decoration. I ain't eating them fries. How do you eat that? You can't eat like the bun and then the cheese like you can't even it separately how if you cut it it's gonna collapse yeah how do you even eat this you eat it with a fork
0: yeah it was uh but as i was trying to figure out what the hell it was and where we got it and you know how they ate it ed i read something on nokio's page that was quite interesting
1: oh gosh what was nokio talking about you can never tell
0: so, when he was eating with Black, that was actually the second burger that he was having. So, he actually ate one prior the, to that. He ate two of them? <laughs> he did. What? He said it was part two. Yeah. How is that possible? And Nokia doesn't, promise... doesn't seem like a big guy either. So.
1: <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Like Y'all have to see this burger. Go to their Instagram page. There is no way I could eat two of those. things. If yes. I ate one, that would be the only thing I ate all day
0: yes yeah and i'm still
1: I, I still need a tutorial of how you physically eat because you can't you ain't picking a burger up and eating this like that's no might be good The burger's though. four feet
0: tall might be good though Ed. i mean it looked good yeah but how does it get done I that's the question i don't know but uh on a side note jazz is back performing with the group which is really good to see um the more drew hill members i see on stage the happier i am then there's no more questions of where so and so and who is so and so if you just have all of them on stage no one says anything
1: do you remember in wcw when they had the nwo yeah and they would come out and it would be like 90 dudes in the ring drew hill is the new nwo it's just like just give them all a bunch of shirts with dragons on them and just have them out there because there's like a million dudes now so, yes, I'm glad to see my boy Jazz is healthy enough to get out and, and be a part of it. He was just such an important part of the group in the early days. Yeah. So he deserves it. But, man, it's like
0: 84 Drew Hill members. So have fun keeping all that straight. This is true. All right, let's get into this. Favorite songs or favorite things by these artists. Uh, we'll cool, go like, yes. We'll go with Destiny's Child first. Favorite single, favorite album, and most underrated song in their catalog.
1: Favorite single might be, and again, I'm going off top of the head, so y'all can yell at me in the comments about why I forgot such and such.
0: Hey man, don't be saying "bootylicious." Your credibility. Goes no, off. it's not "bootylicious." Your credibility goes out the door if you say "bootylicious."
1: I'm gonna say, and y'all will be like, "What?" Get on the bus. I mm. love that song. Mm. I forgot about that. So one. yeah, that is, and no one remembers it. It was on the Why Do you Fools Fall in Love soundtrack, yes. produced by Timberland. It sounded like a rusty screen door as a beat. Love that song. So that would probably be my favorite single, just off the top of the head. Favorite album for sure is Destiny Fulfilled. Mm. By far their best. Yes, I agree. And yeah. most underrated again. This is a no brainer. Say my name remix. Ooh, you're going to the
0: Timbaland route today. Yes, I, that's mm. what I got. They work very well with Tim, and they don't get enough credit for that. Yeah. Uh, my favorite single is probably Cater to You or Girl. I really like Girl.
1: I forgot Girl was a single. That might have to be my new answer. Yeah, really. But like that's girl. a good one. My favorite love album, girl.
0: My favorite album is Destiny Fulfilled. And the most underrated song in their catalog is. Cool. It might be. Is she the reason?
1: I'm not a great one. I might that's be on my great one.
0: I think I'm on my ninth wonder today, guys. Well, shout out to my boy. ninth. I love him. So, yes, that's good. picks from Kyle today. Yes, yes. And hot take of the day. That survivor album is one of the worst albums I've ever bought. I actually bought that. album. It
1: is. I bought it too, and it was garbage. Yes, I need to rank their albums so I can diss the Survival album, and people yes. get pissed off because there's a generation that like that's
0: the only Destiny Child they know. Yeah,
1: and I'm sorry, you got the inferior version player. That album was whack.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that was like you know how like there are some albums that are like clear cash grabs. That that's one of them.
1: Just they should have just had dollar signs over all three of their faces on that cover because yeah. it is not the business.
0: Yes all right next one here uh boys to men favorite song favorite album and most underrated song in their catalog oh this is gonna be tough sorry not favorite song favorite single so yeah favorite the single is what makes it difficult um boys to men has a they have a couple more than a couple i'm just
1: I'm just going off the top. Y'all going to get mad. Um, favorite single, doing just... No, no, no. Water Runs Dry.
0: Yes, that's a good one.
1: Favorite album, Easily too. Mm-hmm. Most underrated, Doing Just Fine.
0: Yeah. I, I would agree with you. If it's not Water Runs Dry for me, it's Unbended Knee.
1: Which would be, but that song... Player. it was too big you had to be there 94 <laughs> they played it too much that one and i'll make love to you is like they're good songs but i wouldn't like to never hear them again and it's mm-hmm. been 25 years I, i'm i'm good
0: yes all right uh i mean we've got time we've got nothing better to do today let's go with yeah our guy. we can roll with it we'll go with our guy usher raymond the fourth who still has yet to drop his album but we're going to talk about <laughs> him today
1: what are you doing? We've heard half the album now. All the songs are great. Like, yes. just give us the album. Do what Silk Sonnet does. Just, I forget it. Here's the album. So, best single or favorite single? Yes. I'm leaning toward "You Got It Bad." That that would be my. Pick. That might. That's what I'm leaning toward. Um, favorite album, not best album. Yeah. favorite album is My Way. Mm. Best of course is easily conf- well I wouldn't say easily Confessions 8701 does have a fight. Uh, it does have a dog in this fight. Yes. But my when it comes to nostalgia and just gotta go with My Way. Most underrated by far. I love this song. I don't care what y'all say. Confessions Part 1. Mm. Love that song. Now love that... it way more than Confessions Part 2.
0: Now that's uh, that's a hot take right there. Uh yes, love that <laughs> favorite single is You Gotta Bad, although you don't have to call. It's it's like knocking at the door and it's saying, What about me?
1: I thought that was gonna be your pick,
0: because I don't yeah. know how much you love that song. Uh favorite album will probably have to be eighty seven oh one. Uh mm-hmm. it could also be Here I Stand really if I really want to go there uh my way is i sure has good albums so it's it's tough to yeah he does choose between them uh raymond versus raymond is not on that list unfortunately
1: <laughs> it's fine i don't hate it it's fine. no
0: man i mean at the time i really liked it but when i look back at it i'm like i don't listen to a lot of these songs anymore
1: no it's, it was it just what it, it has a couple good songs as we know but it yeah. was okay
0: yeah uh most underrated song in the discography i mean i think it's easy to pick songs like superstar and throwback but they're not really considered underrated because everyone loves those songs that's Uh, why i didn't pick them um i mean can you help me is a sleeper that's Uh, a
1: good one i might go with that
0: one one. um there's a couple man but because you're even you got to go to like i will or bedtime
1: i will that's yes. oh that
0: i might have to change my
1: i will is high on my list might yes. have to change it
0: and then you have a couple off his debut as well that no one knows about but i'm just gonna go with can you help me
1: i'm okay with can you help me and for those who haven't heard the debut player the debut is not my way like check out the debut it's pretty solid i think it holds up I like yes
0: it. Yep. oh man oh ed but you cannot forget the song twerk it out Perk it out. Yes, that's you, a great one. You cannot forget yes, that, that one.
1: Th- <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that song until I heard it again while we were in Vegas. And yes. um, my brother in law was just playing Confessions randomly. Mm. So um, I was like, not just even Confessions, he just had an Usher playlist
0: and he was just playing random stuff. I'm like, I forgot about these songs. Yep. Yes, Usher,
1: give us some new music. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Boy.
0: Uh, i'm gonna give you just a couple more here uh i'm skipping a couple just because uh we're running out of time but in genuine
1: oh this is a tough one
0: um
1: cause i know i'm gonna forget something yeah
0: favorite song that's a tough one he has uh, he has a couple
1: yeah it's I keep wanting to say it's I'm sorry, but I know that's probably... I'll say that for now. I'm sure you'll say something and then I'll be like, no, that's not the real answer. Mm. So, I'll say that for now. I'll do anything that's definitely high on the list. That's really good. Um, So, we're talking about album, of course. I Gotta Go With The Life. I love that album. Mm. Super underrated. Yeah, Super underrated. And then, most underrated song in his discography... I know y'all gonna be like this is a weird answer but i love it was a single i love there it is like it was just something <laughs> so weird about it and he's like yelling through the song I love that song and i, I know I, i'm standing for the life out so those are my three no 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 how did i forget the um the Leah joint from the second out
0: final warning
1: yes final warning i gotta go with that yeah that one just popped in here that's the final warning instead.
0: There He's it is. He's got a lot. There it is. That ungrateful ish. Oh man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. It's so hilarious. But I gotta go with final warning.
0: Can you play There It Is to the Females?
1: Um, if you want to keep the, your anatomy attached, no, you would not do that. Let mm. me tell you as a married man, don't play that song today.
0: That might be a love letters for later, but
1: I've played a house note, the car note. Like, no, don't, don't take it there, brothers. Don't take it there. Bad things will happen.
0: <laughs> oh, man. All right. For me, uh, favorite single would have to be So Anxious. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Favorite Understood.
1: Al- Everyone, many would agree with you.
0: Favorite album. And I've actually had this debate uh, with myself on what his best album is. And that might be a conversation for another day, whether it's his first album or his second album, because I lean towards his second album being his best, but that first album, that Bachelor album from top to bottom, like that's a sound that, you know, it was one of its own, that and the Aaliyah album, the one in a million album, like those were the two that kind of like spearheaded that new sound. And it's just, even when you listen to it today, it's so dope. That's what I was about to say. You listen to it today,
1: it still sounds fresh. It does not sound like anything before or since. That's yeah. what's... I mean, that's... A, when y'all scream classic and... What's the other thing they like? Cultural shift?
0: Cultural Come shift.
1: Now. Come on, player. Like, those albums were cultural shifts because the landscape shifted. It's not, I like a song. No, they, what's the girl name? Normani did the dance on MTV Awards. It was a cultural shift. She just shifted her, her legs. That was a dance. There mm. no shift there. This was a cultural shift.
0: Remind me to get into that rant about cultural shifts after I talk about my favorite or most underrated genuine song. All right, but go ahead. Um, Man, this is a tough one. I was struggling. This one was oh. hard. See, I'm not trying cultural to go.
1: Re- with- cultural reset. Thank you, Theo.
0: Cultural oh, reset. Oh, That's man. what it is. Uh we're gonna get on it you know what i'm gonna give the life some love there's a song on there called why did you go that's a really good song
1: well, Yeah, you gotta lift holy hands church folks know <laughs> what i'm talking about
0: man that's
1: i love the life album i don't think I'll give it enough credit it's yeah. not the cultural reset album but man that album's good
0: we're calling everything a cultural reset now ed
1: now apparently that's what we do in 2021 this um that sandwich that Black had was a cultural reset. It might have been a digestive reset, too. Here's – should I go, go there, Ed? No, don't go there yet. Give us, give us your underrated song and then
0: go there. Yeah, my underrated song is Why Did You Go? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, let's get into that topic about cultural resets. And this is no shot to any artist because it's not their fault. I mean, I guess to, to a degree it could be if they're the one that's like self-proclaiming that something is a cultural reset. And if that's the case, then they need to stop that because it just looks dumb when you say it. Like if somebody else is saying it, fine. But if you claim it yourself and nothing happens, then you're, you're held accountable for it. So stop proclaiming things that aren't going to happen realistically.
1: Claire, listen to me. Nobody called Aretha Franklin the queen nobody called i mean well well, Rita Franklin did not call herself that other people did yes michael did not call himself king of pop other people did because that was a consensus that came behind you if they were running around saying this and they hadn't even had any weight to their words they would all look stupid just like these artists look stupid talking about they're resetting something when you haven't learned to reset your genesis From 1993. Like, that's not what this is. Like, this self-congratulatory climate that we have rings hollow to me when you have no substance behind it. At least if you're going to say you got it, you better produce it, because
0: I ain't seen it. Yes. But the other thing that I was going to say, Ed, isn't it interesting? And I might be taking a shot at everyone on Twitter right now. Do it. Take them shots. The people on Twitter that are complaining about the state of R&B and how much it sucks right now, Are also the same people that like hold on to these one or two artists who are talented don't get me wrong, but what they're talented at goes against what they're complaining about the lack of the lack of great songs the lack of vocal capability, this is the stuff the lack of feeling this is the stuff that we complain about in R&B today, but then when I look at Twitter to see who these people are standing for and who they're championing, these are not the people that you're. That, that you feel like is lacking in R&B. It's just oh,
1: interesting. Oh, I, I it, love it. You've been it, sipping the soul in stereo soup today because it, you are on my wavelength.
0: It is just so hypocritical to me. It's like, if you love real singing, real R&B, and you're missing that feeling, then what you should be doing is going on Twitter and standing the chandelas. Like, it makes sense to me. You You want something, you see it here, they're not that big, push them to the top. But what i'm seeing is a lot of i'm missing real r i'm missing real singer but i'm championing nikki minaj or cardi b it's like player, what are we doing here
1: <laughs> Player, i'm loving it i'm loving it i'm loving it and they're gonna be mad at you but don't let no don't be mad. keep it real i'm gonna say it like i said and y'all are gonna be mad because this is why i find most of these hot takes that y'all and i'm talking about not just people i don't know people I do know, people I'm cool with, people I hold in high esteem, y'all stupid. I love you, but you're stupid. And here's why. Because you talk about you want to do this for the genre, you want to do that for the genre. R&B needs to be here. R&B needs to be there. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Doja Cat is the best R&B artist of the... What? I love (laughs) Doja Cat, but come on now. Like, we put we have all these fancy tweets to get all these little retweets and all these likes and all the support and even big name artists will like the stuff. But then you contradict it because then you celebrate people who go against what you're saying. And this ain't just R&B. This is music, Twitter in general. Yes. People get mad at me because they're like, oh, you hate everything. I'm like, no, I have a set of core values that I like And whether it's somebody that does something stupid that I hate or if it's Keith Sweat himself who puts out a song I don't like, Mm -hmm. I will say it's trash. I love you, Keith, but I don't like that song. But we're in this weird place where we will say all this grandiose stuff, but then we'll pick and choose our favorites. And then it just is hypocrisy to your point to everything you just said. So I don't care about nothing you say because to me, you have no credibility then this goes with some of the biggest accounts on social media To not Everybody, yeah. but some of the biggest ones today ain't talking about nothing because you're hypocritical. Kyle, you got me started, but you telling the truth this morning.
0: Hey, man, I don't say a lot on social media. I, I really try to stay away from tweeting and stuff because that's how that's how I get in trouble for things. But I'm just seeing I'm just saying yes, what I don't. see. And uh, yeah, I see a lot of this, uh, but back on topic here i'm gonna give you two more before we get out of here because uh all right we're running late i i gotta go back to sleep it's like 8 a.m and uh yes it's very early for you yeah i might go get a mcgriddle actually i haven't had one of those in a while i haven't either i would get a mcgriddle if
1: tom was here he would scream oh mcgriddle oh why don't you just eat this granola and this boiled chicken but no (laughs) we like flavor in our food
0: well the only issue with the mcgriddle is it's messy like if you touch it your hands are gonna be sticky.
1: Well, I mean it's a basically a like pancake sandwich. So yes, yeah. if you touch it, you're gonna get like syrup all over you. Yeah. But it
0: doesn't last long. I'm eating it in two seconds. Oh, there you go. All right. Tony Braxton, favorite singer favorite single, favorite album, most underrated in this discography. Tony Braxton has hmm. a lot. She got a lot. My favorite I think, you know, as my, you're my... thinking as you're thinking, Ed, oh, yeah. I think mine is I want to say it's Let It Flow. Like, that's the first one that comes to mind right now. Okay.
1: I'm leaning toward Breathe Again, Mm. but it could be... um, I mean, everything off that first album. is. I could pick anything off the first album, but I'll say Breathe
0: Again. Mm. Favorite album? I just said it. The first one. Can't beat it. Five stars, easily. See, I'm going with the second one. I think the first one is better, but the second one, I just, I like more. I think it's more what's the word without being aff- that I can use without being offensive? It sounds I can't say dated because that's not right either. Although I can't really listen to anything like pre-1994. It just sounds old to me. But
1: I mean, I get it.
0: Yeah, I think 96 is when like the sound really started to change and that's when like that album came out. So yeah, that's why I go with Secrets as my favorite. But Hey, you can't go wrong with the debut. There's a lot of great songs on there.
1: You can't go wrong with the sophomore either. So, like, it's it's one and two to me. They're very close.
0: Well, you can't really go wrong with the Libra album either, Ed. That just hit streaming platforms recently. Yes, and that would be my most underrated song, because if you know me,
1: you know the song I love off of that album. Take This Ring. Yes. I'm not saying that personally because I'm getting trouble. But, yes, Take This Ring. That is my most underrated song.
0: You know what? I would probably have to go with that as well, but just to be different and to uh, mm-hmm. stand out. I mean, I love me some him is definitely up there.
1: Of course. Uh, can't blame
0: what's that record that Carrie Hilson wrote on uh, Libra? Supposed to be. Oh, like that yes,
1: one. that's a good one. That's a great
0: one. I like yes. that one. Um, uh, there's a couple. I think Brandy wrote one called Selfish on the More Than a Woman album. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I don't
1: hate that album either. I know she doesn't like
0: that album, but I yeah. like that album. It's alright. Yeah. Uh, Do you like the song that Irv Gotti produced, Me and My Boyfriend?
1: I don't even remember that song. I'm sure you do. Yes, yes. But I don't even
0: remember that song.
1: It's I remember that... the song with Loon.
0: I did like that song. Oh, with uh, Pharrell?
1: Yes, Hit the Freeway. Yes. I like that
0: one. That's a good song. Alright. Last one for you, Ed, before we get out okay. of here. You know, I had to take it there, Ashanti. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, my God. Ashanti, must we, must we.
0: Listen, Ed. All right. When I posted uh, it on our Twitter and it had Ashanti's photo on it, someone commented and wrote, I don't know about songs, but she's fine as hell.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right favorite song look player i i give you grief about ashanti but at one point i was a big a ashanti defender i just think that in 2021 there's a lot of nostalgia and a lot of rewritten history when it comes to her stuff. Mm. but early ashanti is fine my favorite would probably be either movies or good good oh no movies wasn't the same so good good mm. let's do good good yes best album easily y'all don't agree but by far the declaration like by far her most complete album the rest of them be all over the place the Hmm. declaration easily and then most underrated it's no movies probably isn't underrated so let's say uh, what was the seven aurelius song don't leave me alone don't Leave Me Alone. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yes, that's good with that.
0: Yeah, I'd say only use my favorite single. Favorite album that is the, oh, Favorite album is the debut, although the declaration is up there so well, I'll give you that and then yeah, Don't Leave Me Alone is most underrated. Um and I mean, we can put Movies in there. I think that's an underrated song.
1: I feel like there was a version of Movies that I have that it was I guess she recorded it. Free, yeah, um, I, I know what you're burning. talking about. Yeah. I like that version a lot too. I could put that in the most underrated
0: one. Mm. It's, it's different vibe. I kinda like that Alright. Alright. And Ed, just to make your life miserable, we're gonna go with one more here. Just for you. Okay. Keith Sweat.
1: What? I can't answer that. you're right. asking me to count the stars in the sky, the sand on the beach. Like, this is too much greatness.
0: Okay, well, if you don't I'll want try. To, if you don't want to do that, I'll give you an I'll, I'll give you a cop out here.
1: Well, I'll do it. I'll do it. But hear hear, hear yeah. me It'll out on
0: tough. hear me out on the cop out. You can even okay, do both if you want. Cop-out? You can do both if you want. Um so today is uh or this weekend is Thanksgiving in Canada. So we're going to see a lot of family yes. gatherings and uh right. one person that you're actually related to is Chris Brown.
1: Cousin Chris, oh my God.
0: For the audience that's just tuning in, can you please explain how you're related to Chris Brown?
1: I can't even explain it. It's like his, I'm going to get it wrong. It's like his aunt married somebody in something, something. Like it's some weird thing. It's like cousin 94 times removed. Mm. But yes, like it's, it's, I remember it had something to do with his aunt. His aunt married somebody in my family. And we're all from Virginia, so it's not a surprise. Wait, but so yeah. so sorry. that's how we're related.
0: So would there ever be a time if there was a huge family reunion that you guys would be in the same vicinity as one another?
1: Probably. If there was like a huge family reunion. If there was if my dad's side had the family reunion and my aunt's Uncle's fam came down to it. Wow! There is a very slim chance, a very slim chance, but I doubt it. Mm. It probably mm. wouldn't be good if he re-sold in stereo. It would not be good. No, so it would not. <laughs> We'll just say that cousin Chris is just off on the side. All so right. So anyway, yes. let me do cousin Chris will be easier. So let me do him. Favorite song from him, easily yo. Yes, love that song. Yes, that's the that's the Chris we know and love, favorite album, the debut. Yes. Again, the Chris we know and love before things went left. Most underrated song isn't even r and B song because he's barely on it. It's the Deuces Remix. Wow, I love a good posse cut, and this one had everybody on it—a bunch of rappers being miserable. The verses, like the Andre versus hilarious, the Kanye versus hilarious, the mm. Fabulous versus hilarious. Love that song. That one
0: was pretty easy. That was pretty easy. Yeah, because I'm going to go with Yo well, as the, the single. Mm-hmm. Debut as the favorite album. And then underrated song, I'm going to go with. It's off the debut. Uh, Your Man Ain't Me. There's a line in there, Ed. Oh, that's. It just explains the innocence that we used to have in R&B. There was a line that said, "Uh, he ain't fly. He don't even drive. See? He <laughs> don't even drive. He don't even drive. <laughs> And I was like, man, I get it. I was 15 at that time as well. I'm like, I get it, Chris. <laughs>
1: that,
0: guy, that guy is not me. He doesn't even have a car. And
1: He ain't me. He's still 13 with his Pokemon cards.
0: There oh, you what an
1: innocent time. There you go. <laughs> Let me try running through Keith real quick as our time runs up. So yes. favorite Keith Sweat song, that's an impossible question. I will go with nobody.
0: That's a cop but out answer.
1: Up, it could be get up on it though.
0: Yeah,
1: I'll do get up on it since you're hating on nobody. Let's yeah. you get up
0: on it. It's not a favorite e- album. It's not any, meeny, miny, mo.
1: It's absolutely not Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. You know, anytime someone says, "Oh, you're biased," you only stand for your face. I mm. just say three words: Eeny, meeny, miny. I guess mo is the fourth word. Forget it. Yeah. You know what I mean. <laughs> to go... <laughs> gets no love for that. So I'm anyway.
0: Go, I'm gonna go listen to that later.
1: <laughs> no, well, I will not be listening to that
0: later. Okay.
1: Favorite album, of course, is the self-titled. Yes. I mean, I say that the debut was pretty great too, but both of those great. I'll go with self-titled just for mm-hmm. nostalgia. And most underrated song I could name 30. He has his unreleased song called Abracadabra. Mm. that's so stupid, but so good. That hmm. he should have. I'm surprised he didn't just like drop it on an album because it's great. I'll go with that for most underrated. He's hmm. pretending to be Harry Potter in the song. It's great. Wow. All
0: right, I gotta go listen to that. Wow,
1: um, it's great. He's got the backup. You got the backup female vocalist. It's fun.
0: You know what? I'll tell you what. So my favorite Keith song is probably. You know i actually like twisted more than nobody i don't know if i ever told you that
1: oh a lot of people do i can't yeah. hate on that
0: uh favorite album i think the first one is his best one but what was it his 96 album is that mm-hmm. 90- that's the that self titled one that one is really good um underrated song i really like the song that he has with little mole million bucks
1: that's a yes i love that song that's a really good song that's a good song
0: that's a great song um so yeah keith has a couple under his belt ed believe it or not
1: a couple that man has many under his belt he has many belts as well
0: yes yes so ed i think that's it oh we got to do a love letter really quickly here
1: yeah we didn't do one real quick you can do the little mo song i'll trade a million bucks
0: no no (laughs) that would that would be uh letting you off the hook we got to talk about this one so okay uh my favorite singer of all time ed he is also in fast and furious oh boy he's also in uh transformers
1: oh i know where, where we're going
0: you know where we're going with this ed i do but go ahead and explain for the audience so Love Letters is a segment on com, Ed's website, where he answers love related questions, relationship-based questions, just scenarios that mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think about, or situations that are common occurrences and you do not know how to handle them. Ed with his
1: And they're real questions from real people, y'all. There's some y'all going through some things. Jeez.
0: Ed, with his expertise in relationships, chimes in and gives you his thoughts. And this week we have a situation on Twitter and Instagram that I saw that Tyrese posted. And Tyrese has been known to post some things that are. Do people still use the word edgy? Is that still a thing?
1: I guess it's a thing. I would not. Comp- I would not compare stuff to edgy. I would say deranged, but you go ahead.
0: Well, I, you know, I know Facebook and Instagram were like down for like a whole day, and that was probably why.
1: Yes, that is exactly
0: (laughs) why. But this is what happened. And this is the second time it's happened, but this time was even more extreme. So when Tyrese originally announced his separation from his ex wife, he posted a picture of them and said something along the lines of, uh, we had a great one, run. I'll always love you. Thank you for the memories. So it was, it was sentimental. I personally wouldn't do that on my social media, but Tyrese is Tyrese and see each his own. But you have to finish telling the story. So that was his ex-wife. And then he got with someone new and uh, they were dating for a couple of months. And mm-hmm. he posted a picture of her on his Instagram. And it was a picture of her in a bathtub naked you don't actually see any parts but she's in a bathtub didn't she
1: cover up a part or something with like emoji
0: it's possible um and tyrese's caption there was uh we had so much potential thanks for the memories blah 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 so i'll say this the first post with the ex-wife even though i personally wouldn't do it i'll give it a pass. But the second post with her ex girlfriend with his ex girlfriend in the bathtub, and him saying we had so much potential—that's a shot right there, isn't it, Ed?
1: Player, player. Can we break this down? Look, I yes. don't have a problem with the first post. The first post is okay. I know some people had a problem with that. I don't care. It seemed mature. Maybe they're in a good place. Social media is weird because it's yeah. like you people feel like that you have to have. Enemies with your exes. I'm. I don't hate my exes. Like they, all right. As long as they stay away, it's cool. Yeah. Like you can have relationships with people and not date them anymore. I thought that was fine. Why are you posting a grown woman in the tub? Look, it's not like I posted. You know when you see baby pictures and like, I wish Tom was here to talk about this, but yeah. like baby pictures and the baby's in the tub and it's all, oh, it's cute because it's a baby and, you know, a baby's just like a blob of human meat. It's not mm. like you see like boobs or anything. So right. it's fine. It's cute. Just cover up the little the naughty bits. You got a grown town woman in this old funky looking tub. Not even a nice tub. It's like Ooh. a regular tub. So it's a regular old hotel, Motel 6 tub. And you got her in there. You did that as a shot. Because it doesn't matter what the caption was. You knew people were going to fixate on that raggedy tub. You did that to embarrass that lady. Yo, whack, Tyrese. That's whack. Like, you try to kind of let me kind of disguise this and say, oh, well, I said nice things. But it's the equivalent of having a nice, pretty package, and. Open it up, and it's flaming turds inside. It's still bad. That's mm. what that was to me. Garbage. Wow.
0: wow. That was not where I thought that was going to go, Ed. I thought you were going to be like, I'd do the same thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Good Lord. On a side note, do you like that Tyrese song with Snoop, Just a Baby Boy?
1: No, I do not like that song. Oh. He had another song
0: with Snoop I liked, though.
1: It wasn't that one. Oh, He was it gonna was... say
0: one. Oh, uh, dumb, dumb ish.
1: Yes, that yeah. I like because it's funny. But just the baby boy was
0: stupid. No, I did not like that song. Damn. All right. Um, <laughs> damn. All right. I think that's what we're, that's it for uh, this week, unless I'm missing something. Oh, second love letters here. Rasby, okay. apo- Rasby apologized to Morion. I think we're good now well here's oh, the thing oh sorry correction not rasby little fizz oh no
1: little fizz yeah don't get this in trouble yes, yes, like, yes we're yes. getting messed up here no it was not rasby Yes.
0: that's a whole other
1: we're gonna pray for rasby put him on the prayer list but no Fizz. yes here's the thing fizz apologized and everybody's like "Oh, too little too late kind of but that, the thing is he needed to apologize yes. for those who don't know this guy was dating Omarion's ex, and they, look, if you want to date somebody's ex, y'all keep that between the three of y'all, because I would never date someone on my friend's ex. I don't yeah. care how fine they are. But not only did they do it, they rubbed it in his face on social media consistently. Yes. And then he got kicked off the tour. Like, it was ridiculous. But to Omarion's credit, he kept it G. He did not fall for the troll bait. He kicked Mm. him off the tour, as he should have. I would have done that. But he didn't fall for the foolishness. So I always respected O for that. So he's come back. He's apologized. But the reason why I'm looking at you with the player please face Mm. is didn't they break up? Yes. Am I mistaken? Yep. So you waited until the relationship failed and then said I was wrong. Instead of saying I was wrong when you wished. That makes it sound like you were like, oh, yeah, she was terrible. I guess you were right. Now, like, no, you don't come crawling back. That comes off hollow. If they were still together and he was like, okay, I'm sorry,
0: Mm -hmm. okay.
1: But now you wait till it falls apart. Now you're trying to get this B2K tour money. I'm looking at you sideways. That's the problem I have with this.
0: Mm. But I wouldn't mind a new B2K album, Ed, if this is what it leads to.
1: (sighs) Well, we need to talk to B about that. And that's another conversation. I don't know if he's on board.
0: Yeah, that's true. We shall see. But Ed, poor think- B2K,
1: what a what a mess.
0: They were a phenomenon, Ed.
1: Oh, they were, but they are also a lifetime
0: movie at this point. I wouldn't mind watching that. So, Ed, I think that's it. For- <laughs> I bet you would, Ed. That's it for this week, um, guys. Go watch Squid Game, and uh, maybe we'll do like an R and B Squid Game next year and uh the winner gets a number one hit the rest of them well i don't want any r&b artists to die uh we gotta think of like an alternate way for them to like lose
1: i don't want them to lose their lives but there are some people whose careers if it got shot to pieces i wouldn't mind some career suicide for some of these people y'all hype up because they are uh oh uh,
0: yeah, no. maybe, Can maybe... You
1: imagine i'm <laughs> maybe... not gonna name names so i'm gonna get in trouble they May,
0: maybe if they lose, they're not they're not allowed to record music again
1: for a whole year. You're not allowed. Well, some of them that don't they do a year anyway.
0: Yeah, five, <laughs>
1: five. Yes, yes. Let me see how your girl Summer Walker does in this Squid Games. We gonna see how the 2021 Lauren Hill apparently will do in the Squid Games. Mm. She wouldn't make
0: it past the big doll baby lady. Isn't she coming out with an album soon? <sighs> yes. Okay, yeah. I, I recall reading that. I recall erasing it from my brain. Oh, man. Well, we're going to listen to it soon, Ed. We'll we'll do a live stream no, no. of it. Live stream reaction.
1: It will be By the time we get to track three, I will be canceled like a canceled Kelly. That's what <laughs> will happen to me. Because y'all will
0: run me off the internet. I will not have good things to say. Wait, did you say Kelly as in Kelly Price?
1: No, I meant oh, oh yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about my girl Kelly Price. I was talking about the Prince of Darkness,
0: Kelly. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we're not gonna talk about Kelly. I don't even know where to begin with that one. That's
1: what that we should have did her at the start of the show. That'll be next week. Yeah, I'm so- just happy. To, I will just say that my girl seems to be in better health and spirits. So shout out to her for that as you know my favorite album of all time shout out to kelly price so glad she's doing better and i will leave it at that because y'all did not know how to act when that was going down
0: you know what for as much flack as i give twitter during those times they are some investigating people
1: they are investigating but (laughs) they will make up a fact so quick This is. I was out of town for this, too. I had heard so much stuff. I thought she got kidnapped by aliens. I didn't know what happened. And she's sitting at her husband's house. She's doing fine now, y'all. Leave her
0: alone. Leave her alone. Leave it at that. Yep. All right, Montrez, before we get out of here, I haven't listened to Seven's album, but how come you haven't reviewed her album? Oh, yes, we didn't mention Seven today. I didn't hear that because that was one of the albums that dropped
1: when I was out of town. Um, the album is okay. I mean, just a quick review. I thought it was okay. It's, it's kind of what I like and don't like about Seven. She's a great songwriter. She has great songs. The Taboo song that we talked about earlier, Sample and Alexander O'Neill. She's got some really good stuff there. But then she's got some of those same old kind of trappy, kind of trendy, kind of, ooh, I'm sexy, but not really sexy songs. Like those unsexy songs are like my big mm-hmm. pet peeve right now so a little uneven but there's definitely some good stuff there so yes. if i were to review it, it be that three three and a half probably range not a bad album but if you're a seven fan check it out
0: yes absolutely so guys that's it for this week i appreciate everyone for tuning in we'll try to do this again more often uh so that our episodes aren't like two hours long like they are today but we tried <laughs> basically we tried we couldn't even get we had a lot
1: me. to get through
0: we couldn't even get to Kelly Price. So I promise you we'll be back again soon to talk more R&B. But you guys stay safe as usual. Um, uh, buy your toilet papers because I think Ed's going to take them all at this point.
1: Yes. And it, and the COVID number going to rise soon. So
0: yes. get ready, y'all. Yeah.
1: Act like you got some sense. Put your mask on. Put your mask on. Act like you got some
0: sense. Jeez. <laughs> all right. That's it. Uh, oh Ed, we forgot about Khaleesi's single too.
1: Oh yes, we did and what an interesting single. What did you think about that before I jump in? Uh, well, real quick, y'all.
0: yeah, this is, I, I think we this is like our fourth like goodbye. Uh, the the Khaleesi single was cool. <laughs> it felt like a song that Beyonce would sing. I don't know if you got that same vibe to it, but it was like rapping at one point, singing at one point, speaking at one point. It was just like everything mumbled together. but the song is not bad. No, it's one of those songs that I feel, well, every Khaleesi song is kind of weird in okay. that it's,
1: it's like a uniqueness to it. Yeah. Because there's her stuff never sounds like anything else. But I I kind of feel you, it does sound like something that would be off of that Beyonce self-titled album, yeah. just in the delivery of it. Yeah. It's one of those songs that probably would grow on me after a while. It's not bad at all. If you're a Khaleesi fan, you definitely got to get on it. Not a bad return to
0: form for her. But I do notice that a lot of Khalees songs like are named after like food or eating, which is interesting.
1: Well, you know, she's like a chef and she has like a farm or something like that. Oh, yeah. That yeah, reminds she's me. She's all about the food.
0: Yo, because I was on Khalees's, uh culinary website a while ago. She was selling like spices and like one of them costs yeah. like 200 bucks. What? I'm not
1: paying 200 bucks for some lorries, some old bay, Get out of here, Khaleesi.
0: It might be good, though. It ain't that good, I promise you. Hey, Ed, if it's as good as her first album, count me in. (laughs) Well, I guess that, let me chill.
1: I was about to say something about the Nas money, but I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, don't don't say anything. Help her out with her $200 spices. I'm going to chill. You get me going, Kyle. You got to bring me in.
0: Well, all I know is, um, all I know, Ed, is that uh, your wife probably dated you because you were a popular thug. (laughs) that's a great song by the way
1: (laughs) oh my gosh yes that must be the reason why
0: yes all right
1: i gotta i gotta go through some police today that'll be my prop for the day
0: yes 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 She should all right i think we're out of here uh everyone have a good week uh we'll talk again soon and we'll try to do this again next week so you guys stay safe and we'll talk soon